You sure you don't want to? You sure you don't want to adopt this kid? You can totally adopt him. Would you trust me with a kid? Yes, I would trust you with a kid. See, that's your problem right there. You're the responsible one. But only just. Would Would Holly trust you with a kid? She says so, but I'm not sure she understands the implications of giving me a child. Like, what what could go wrong with that? Oh, I can see a lot of things going wrong with that. Welcome to the Gamer News Radio Podcast. Welcome to Gamer News Radio, and today is just going to be a laid-back sort of newsy episode, and you know, I came with this concept last night. Nathan and I were always talking to other people, and all the other guests were like, okay, where, how did you get into gaming? Uh, where, where, where's your gaming origins? What games do you play now? Blah, blah, blah. I kind of realized that we've never really discussed where we started with gaming, but we'll get into that later. And as you can tell, we've got a uh, special guest. My son, once again, is back. Say hello, Noah. He's too busy sticking the head of a Velociraptor in his mouth right now. Oh, now he wants to be quiet. I know, right? (laughs) So I heard there was a Nintendo Direct yesterday. Indeed there was. And there was... This this particular Direct was packed with announcements. There's a ton, a ton of announcements um, pouring through this, uh, this Direct. But don't worry, I'm going to take you through all of them very, very quickly. Um, Strap in, it's going to be a time. So first and foremost, we have a new character announcement for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, and it's Pyrrha and Mithra from Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Uh, They should be coming out next month, which is uh, March 2021. Uh, Another sad bit of news is that we still don't have any information with regard to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. Uh, if you guys remember, there was a a trailer of Link and Zelda traveling together to try to figure out what's going on with Hyrule, um, and that's all we got. Unfortunately, we don't have a ton else, but we do know that there is news planned for later in the year, so look forward to that. But what was also announced in, I guess, a sort of penance for not having Breath of the Wild 2 news is that we were given a an announcement for The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD for the Switch. Uh, and that will uh, be releasing on July 16th, 2021. So it's coming out in a few months. Um, additionally, there was an announcement that there will be Skyward Sword, th- uh, Skyward Sword-themed Joy-Cons um, releasing alongside of it. So look forward to those. Additionally, uh, uh, Splatoon 3 was announced for the Switch, and that should be coming out in 2022. Uh, Mario Golf Super Rush was announced for later this year, uh, June 25th, 2021. Um, There was a new, I believe, Square Enix game, uh, HD 2D series called Project Triangle Strategy, should be coming out in 2022, but there is also a demo. So if you are interested in checking that out, Check the eStore, and you should be able to get an idea of how that game should be going. I think it's a, uh, I think it's a strategy game, if I'm not, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Anyway, on with more announcements. We have uh, Star Wars Hunters was announced for Nintendo Switch. It's a new free-to-play squad-based online multiplayer 
player by Zynga uh, that takes place between The Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. So look forward to that this year in 2021. Also, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout was will be arriving this summer on Switch. So if you guys are into Fall Guys, check that out too. You'll have that on the go. Uh, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity's expansion pass was announced. It looks like there'll be two waves of content that will be co- that will be coming for that game. So look forward to that. Uh, one I'm particularly excited about, Ninja Gaiden Master Collection was announced for the Switch, which will bring together Ninja Gaiden Sigma, Ninja Gaiden Sigma 2, and the oft-maligned Ninja Gaiden 3 Razor's Edge. This will be released on June 10th, 2021. Moving on, there's a ton of uh, Super Mario item... Uh, Excuse me, there's a ton of Super Mario items that will be added to Animal Crossing New Horizons this month, so look forward to that on the 25th of uh, February. Uh, Nintendo 3DS titled Miitopia will be arriving on the Switch in May 2021, uh, May 21st specifically. You'll be using your, you'll be able to use your Mii avatars to battle enemies, travel to different worlds, build homes, and make relationships with other player for with other players. Uh, the Outer Wilds will be coming out to the Switch in, t- in summer 2021. Uh, two Famicom Detective games will be coming to the Switch this year. That will be specifically The Missing Heir and The Girl Who Stands Behind, both sold separately. Uh, Samurai Warriors 5 will be headed to the Switch later this year, uh, summer of 2021. Uh, if you're not familiar with that, it's a spinoff of Dynasty Warriors that takes place in the Sengoku period of Japan and will follow historic figures like Nobu, sorry, Nobunaga Oda and Mitsuhide Akeshi. I butchered that pronouncement completely, and I'm sorry. Um, what I'm not sorry about is that Legend of Mana Remaster will be, uh, was announced for the Switch, release date unknown. Uh, a new tr- trailer for Monster Hunter Rise was revealed, uh, which should be coming out on March 26, 2021. Tales from the Borderlands was announced for the Switch, release date March 24th, 2021. Capcom Arcade uh, Capcom Arcade Stadium Surprise was released on the Switch the day of the the, the day of the direct, so that is out now. If you're interested in Capcom Arcade games, go get it. I think it comes with a free one. Don't quote me. Uh Stubbs the Zombie in Rebel Without a Pulse was will be released for the Switch, PS4, Xbox One, and PC on March 21st. Not the 21st, I'm sorry, March 16th, 2021. We're also getting a no, uh, no More Heroes 3 on August 27th, 2021. Neon White was announced for the Nintendo Switch, which is very mysterious, but it seems to be a card battler. Check that out if, you, if that's what you're into. Uh, DC Superhero Girls Team Power was also announced for the Switch and will be coming out on the 4th of June this year. Plants vs. Zombies Battle for Neighborville Complete Edition is coming to the Switch. Release date is March 19th, 2021. Knockout City was announced for the Switch. No, uh, Knockout City was announced for the Switch uh, from the studio that brought us Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. No release date was attached, but keep an eye out for that. Uh, World's End Club which is from the creators of Danganronpa and uh, Zero Escape series, will be arriving on the Switch this year, but I don't see a release date, so keep an eye out for that. The final the final trailer for Bravely Default 2 uh, was revealed, and that game will be coming out on February 26th, 2021. So it's coming out in oh, six days. Cool. Saga Frontier Remastered was revealed and will be arriving on the Switch 
on April 15th, 2021. Ghosts and Goblins Resurrections release date trailer was dropped, revealing that the release date for this game is February 25th, 2021. Uh, Apex Legends gets a Switch... Sorry. <laughs> um, Apex... Le- Apex Legends will be arriving on the Switch on March 9th, 2021, and a new trailer was released for that. So if you guys are into Apex Legends, check that out. Furthermore, players will be able to enjoy double XP on the Switch for the first two weeks after launch. So get on that. Finally, Hades Physical Edition was announced for the Switch, which which will be released on March 19th, 2021. This also includes a PC download code for the game's soundtrack and a 32-page full-color character compendium. And that's all I have on the contents of the Direct that was aired on Tuesday. Or was it Wednesday? Days are weird Uh, these times. Yeah. Um, Actually, I have another bit of a gaming news. Have you guys ever heard of the... uh... The popular hentai pop game Honey Pop came out a few years ago. It was very popular on Steam. Just this week, Honey Pop 2 has come out, and it's looking pretty promising. I'd go and check it out. If you I mean if you're just you know, be sure to bring some tissues for your laptop. Just make sure you don't get get anything on it, and don't play it at work. Definitely do yeah, not play it at work. Yeah, definitely don't play that at work. That is uh, that that is the definition of an NSFW there. Oh yeah. I'm I'm surprised Steam has all these uh, adult games now. Yeah, you'd be surprised. I think they're I think they kind of realize that hey, people buy these things. We should probably sell them. I wish I all know. the other I wish all the other consoles would do that, but you know. But unfortunately, Steam. I can't see Nintendo doing that. Oh, Nintendo would never. No, I do know they have some pretty questionable ports that you can download onto the old DSs. Yeah, but are they officially licensed, though? No, they are not officially licensed. There you go. So, I know we were going to talk about the, 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 the GameStop thing. Let's just, you know, briefly talk about it. So, Nathan, what do you think about that? You know, I've got, a, I've got some mixed opinions about that. Uh, on one hand... You've got this thing that happened where people who don't normally invest in in a company do, and it's this massive groundswell of people who are just average folks. They don't know a whole ton about the uh, the way that the that the stock market works. Um, they kind of like picked a random company. In this case, it was GameStop, and decided to just boost the uh, boost the value of the company and make themselves a ton of money, which is if you if you think about it it's actually kind of cool but i i can't help but wonder if there are some implications to that like later on down the line what i do think is really sucky is the attempts to control all that all that business i mean i'm i'm sure that there was some sort of reason for it like uh, one of the things i've heard about it was that you don't want something to in value too quickly or else you might experience uh, a crash of some sort which is probably what happened with the housing market and the dot-com stuff in like the early 2000s but any i feel like anytime you uh go in and try to keep people from doing things you further alienate them but at the same time it's like well we don't want things to just to, to just fall over and die so it's like what do you do it's a complicated issue and to be fair, I haven't really done as much research as I feel like I should have. But at the very least, it's really interesting. 
The funny thing is, like, I was actually talking to my dad about this. I thought my dad would be, like, totally pissed off about what these young people were doing. Oh, no, my dad was like, oh, this is awesome what they're doing. So I asked him, I was like, why do you think this is awesome? Because I thought, you know, he'd be like, no, this is going to cause the stock market to crash, blah, blah, blah. It's going to really hurt stuff. He likes it the fact that these young people have decided to fight back against these billionaires, hedge fund people who are betting on companies to fail. And they're betting big money that these companies will eventually fail. And then these people are driving up the price of this stock by these young people that are just going out and buying and buying and buying it. And these millionaires and sometimes billionaires are losing millions of dollars now because they lost that bet. Mm, You know, that makes a lot of sense. So he loves it. And I think this is awesome. I agree with him. It's like it's that is one way to stick it to the man. I mean, these people are literally taking this big, giant dildo made of cash and they're shoving up this these millionaires ass without lube or vaseline or vaseline and i mean some of these guys have gone bankrupt because of this now and i i just find that absolutely amazing that normal everyday folks were able to i guess beat these people at their own game yeah and that's something that i feel like i mean i'm i'm a little hesitant about something like that but if you look at it on its face it's actually really cool to see the big thing I have a problem with is like a lot of the trading companies like like Robin Hood and 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 stuff that people who that who actually did this mm-hmm. um, limiting trading on uh, on those specific um, those specific uh, stocks. Yeah, like, that was, like it was that, like that was what was it like GameStop and like AMC and like I think there was like one other, but I can't remember what it was. Uh, yeah, I think it was one other that no one really, really talks about. Was it Radio Shack? No, it can't be Radio Shack. No, they're like well and dead. I don't I don't think that was them. Whatever it was, it, it was like, okay, they're seeing this happening and they're just like, okay, you're not allowed to buy this and you can only sell this at a certain that for a certain amount. And that's that's not cool. I saw this I saw this one meme. I don't know if I shared it on our um in the Gamer News uh Facebook page, but it has Michael from the office shaking hands with some big corporate guy. He's got like a he's got like a mullet and everything. Oh and it yeah, says, and it got, says, like, he's got like a mullet and like a fanny pack on. Yeah, and it says GameStop. Not even, they don't even know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> Which is and totally let's just take a true. moment to realize that oh shit, GameStop is relevant again. Yeah, this is a company that we thought was going to be dead like three years ago at least. Yeah, and they, you know, instead of giving us two dollars for our used games and three dollars for our used consoles, they can now give us four. <laughs> Actually, the, the one of the really one of the funniest memes I saw was like was kind of postulating the idea of these hedge funds buying back their stock in like in um in like GameStop or store credit. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to find it. Actually, I got to show that one to you. Give them nickels on the dime for that shit. Pretty much. I mean, I feel like uh, ultimately, I feel like if you're going to do something like this, one, be fair. I mean, if these hedge funds, if the whole per, if the whole reason why these hedge funds are so mad is because they're losing money because they, um, they're losing the bet that they, um, initiated against GameStop, and suddenly it rallies. I'm sorry, that's gambling. That's just what happens, dude. But on the other hand, you kind of don't want to go all like you don't want to go like crazy with that kind of power that 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 implies. Yeah. So I, I mean, but if you think if you think about the gambling, this part, uh, did you watch? Do you watch NASCAR at all? 
Um, dude, the last time I watched NASCAR was the last time I was over at your parents' house with you watching NASCAR. <laughs> okay, so Daytona 500 was last weekend. All right. The guy who won the Daytona 500 has never won a race before. Nice. In the in the almost 16, 20, in almost the almost 20 years that he's been racing. No, 16 years. He's been racing for 16 years, never won a race. Uh, last lap, two of the top guys are, you know, two... To the like, I guess they're the best. I don't think they're the best. I, Joey Logano and Brad Keselowski. I can't stand those guys. They're young little punks, who just happen to have win a lot of races. Take each other out, and then they take out another driver that I don't like. Michael McDowell, who's never won a race, race uh, finds himself in the lead. It turns out in Vegas, the odds against him were one in a hundred. Wow. That is the same odds of you know these people, these hedge fund people getting beat by the normal everyday citizen. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Again, it's really cool to see, but I can't help but uh, but feel like there's some sort of implication down the line. Then again, I don't know anything about stocks anyway, so I could be very wrong. Neither do I. All I know is I have like twenty something thousand dollars worth of stock right now. But that's, hey, that's just uh, that that's just because of my Roth IRA that I have. That that's does more the than invest. That does the investing for me. It's my retirement fund, and it it sort of plays the market while I'm putting money into it. Yeah, I feel like that's something I probably should have done like five years ago. You can still do it. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm 37. It's not yeah, too yeah, late. You got, you got time. It's only when you reach age 50 you realize your life is half over. Well, hopefully I make it to age 50. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And uh, hopefully he makes it to age 52. I know. Hopefully I make it to age 50. But, uh, so I guess that's pretty much all the news. There hasn't been much news going on. I mean, we could spend hours talking about the hentai games that are coming out every single fucking day on Steam. Yeah, but that's Steam. Yeah, that's, oh, that's, there is that, something that, that's, I, that that's I found. That's uh, That's his, his specialty. <laughs> hey, uh, actually, there's something that I uh, discovered last night, and I feel like people should know about. Um, one of my friends actually turned me on to this. If you guys are fans of Guilty Gear and you have um, you have Steam, you can actually get the what appears to be the entirety of the Guilty Gear collection up to Strive, which is coming out soon, uh, on Steam for like less than twenty bucks. Nice, nice. So you can get like Guilty Guilty Gear Two, Guilty Gear Exert Sign and Revelator and uh, X2 Accent Core Plus R, plus the DLCs that come with all of them. I think I only played one Guilty Gear in my life, and that was one that was on uh, on the DS. Oh lord, that one! I forgot which one it was though. Dual Strikers, I think it was. It might have been. It might, I don't know which one. It was. It was. It's an old game. Hey, either um, way, I'm sorry. Yeah, I what? I liked it. <laughs> I was going to say, that game was not very good, but hey, if you like it, again, I never you. really had any uh, experience with Guilty Gear. I'm not really, like, the only fighting game I ever really play is Soul Calibur. Which is a good one. It's an it's excellent so game, actually. You were right. Like, there's not a ton with regard to gaming news specifically. I mean, we could just talk about how people are still pissed about freaking Cyberpunk, but that's old hat. <laughs> I think cyber. I think we're done. I think everyone's done with cyber. Okay, do not touch the microphone. Do not touch the microphone, Noah. Honestly, yeah, I'm, I'm having fun with it. I mean, it is janky as hell, but I do. I do kind of like it. What are you playing on? I'm on the PS4 Pro. By the way, don't ever play this game on the uh, on the base model PS4. 
Yeah, I know. I remember uh, you mentioned that from the last podcast. Yeah, I'm just saying, don't do it. It's not a good time. I mean, I've got other complaints about Cyberpunk. Freaking the performance on the PS4 so far, since they've been releasing patches for it, that's not one of them. <laughs> um, so what are you playing right now, Nathan? Right now, I'm as schizophrenic as I am about my games. I'm actually you juggling. Junk, you just ju- ju- jump around like I do. I do. By oh, the way, yeah. an excellent song. Um, to, to I'm jump around. <laughs> jump around. Jump up, jump up, and get down. Um, I should not be trusted to sing '90s rap. Oh, neither should I. I'm too right. I'm, I'm too white for that shit. Jeez, I'm too white for that shit. <laughs> but no. So uh, to answer your question, I've been uh, fooling around in Grand Theft Auto Five. Um, oh, nice. Online or offline? Uh, just offline. I haven't really oh, dived into the online. You're so afraid to come on and and hang out with me. You mean come on and die as soon as I load up? No, I wouldn't do that to you. I'd be at least five minutes. Sure. You wouldn't do that to me. No, no, I said I'd give you at least five to ten minutes. Uh, that's fair. Um, as, I mean, I'm also... as in a five to ten minute head start. Yeah, just uh, start running and, you know, make it make it like a hide and seek. Make it more fun for you. <laughs> um, so I'm also playing through Final Fantasy VII Remake. Of course you are. Um, Persona 5 Royal and Ghost of Tsushima. You've got a big list. I do. That's not even the whole library. And that's just <laughs> PS4. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I've also been playing a lot of World of Warships on the PlayStation 4 and on my PC. Because nice. each version's different. The PC version has a lot more on it. But... Yeah, I've been doing that again. I've I'm still playing Dark Cloud. I'm actually been streaming besides stream Dark Cloud. I actually started streaming an old game. I don't know if you heard of it, uh, Bard's Tale. I have heard of it. How is that one, dude? It's awesome. Well, it's like if Deadpool was medieval. Nice. I mean, you have the main character arguing with the narrator about half the time. And Very also, nice. It's also a musical, and he also breaks the fourth wall constantly. And guess who's guess who the main character is voiced by? Let me guess, Nolan North. No, Carrie Ellis. Really? The guy from uh, Men uh, from like Men in Tights. Princess Bride. Princess yeah. Bride, Men in Tights. Um, I guess he's done some stuff for Animaniacs and uh, yeah, he's done stuff yeah. for Animaniacs as well. I guess he's liar, really liar good. Also. good. Yeah, he's good friends with uh, Rob Polson and. Uh, uh, Maurice LaMarche. Very cool. Those guys are awesome. They are. Man, I would love to have those guys on the show. Yeah, let's get to the main discussion because we have never talked about our, you know, our history with gaming, where we started, games that we've played. You know, just this is just going to be a laid back episode. Just us just talking about us, about gaming and things that we like in gaming, not what other people like. Yeah, this is about this is about two cool dudes talk, talking about two cool things. It would have been gaming, four cool. It would have been gaming. four. It would have been three cool dudes and pervert, but the other two didn't want to come on. Yeah, looking at you, preacher. Let's talk about our histories in gaming. You know, we got a little bit off topic. So, honestly, Nathan, where'd you start with your with your gaming journey? You know, I'm a little older than a lot of people, but I started with uh, the original NES. <clears throat> Yo, geezer. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I I started with the NES. 
Um, I'm a child of the I'm a child of the '80s. I was actually really lucky to get one. Um, but it came with uh, what was it? It came with the bundle of Duck Hunt and Super Mario Brothers, and I sucked at both. <laughs> like, I legit sucked at both of them. Like I would uh, I like I try to play, and I could never really make it past World. Uh, I think I, I I don't think I ever actually really saw World One Three. Because my cousin, when he was over, showed me how to access the uh, uh, the the warp zone in World One Two, mm-hmm. and then I so I like try to skip ahead as far as I could to try to beat the game, and that the game at that point is significantly harder than World One, so I I die like super quick and then just lose the game from there. Duck Hunt, of course, was oh man, garbage. That was that was such such garbage. And by by garbage, I mean I was. Uh, garbage at that game. Um, I was about to say, I heard that game is very good. I have, um, I sometimes have flashbacks of the dog laughing at me. I saw that laughing animation a lot, and I'm actually really happy that somebody took the time to make that flash game where you could take a minigun to the dog. <laughs> Started there. Um, and I've had some other experiences with gaming, like some older PCs. I go to people's houses who had like had like I didn't have a computer growing up. Um, oh wow! For, uh, at least for for a while. Uh, but like I I'd go to people's to this one dude's house who had uh, X Wing for the PC. So I'd play that a little bit. Of course, I turned the cheats on because I was like six. So it's like whatever. Honestly, um, who who didn't play with? Uh, have cheats that's a good question i think everybody played with cheats and if you said that you did you said you didn't i will consider you a damn liar i mean my playthrough that i'm doing right now of uh bard's tale i'm using cheats (laughs) just to make the game just to make the game more interesting and plus i mean that's how i played it when i when it first came out so i was like you know might as well do it that way as long as you're one, as long as you're not playing competitively online, or like saying that you've done something that's remarkable with without cheats, but actually had cheats on, like if you're if you're just doing it for fun, go for it. It's fun. It's gaming. That's what that's why you do it. So yeah, but like from there, I think once we actually had a computer, I had like card games and like some adventure games. I never really knew how to play, like King's Quest Four for like DOS. Um, oh, oh my God, DOS, uh, dude! Oh my God, I I remember DOS. Uh, but we'd I, also I, rent like we'd also rent game consoles from Blockbuster from time to time. So I had some experience on the Super Nintendo. Played a lot of Mega Man, and then the the next console I owned from the NES was a PS One, and from there I just I've just been I've been a PlayStation boy ever since. Oh wow, I guess I'll so. Where I started, I started with PC gaming as well, actually. Uh, again, like you said, I started with DOS. One of the games, like, like really had me into gaming. Well, not really into gaming, but it was a learning game. Uh, was Mother Goose. Really? It was uh, sort of like a reading game. I remember I used to play it all the time. Actually, okay, I had so. a question for you regarding that. Did you mm-hmm. ever play this game called Midnight Rescue? Midnight Rescue. Midnight Rescue. Let me. It does not sound familiar. Let me look it up. Midnight Rescue. Wait. Oh my gosh. Was this a learning game that they had at school? It was. Um. 
Yeah, actually, it was a learning game. I did play this game. I oh my god, it's the one with the guy with the uh, the big Dude. red shoes, the uh, blue jacket, and the red hat, right? Yeah, like he had like like big bulky like big huge tennis shoes and like a hood with a camera, right? The one I see is oh yeah, he does got a camera. He's got a red hat too. Yeah. Yeah, I played that game. Yeah, dude. That game was the shiznit. Right? I I forgot that that was one of those games that I actually played uh, on DOS as well. You you brought it up, and I was like, I never heard of that. I looked at it, and I was like, yeah, I played that game. (laughs) They had that game when I was in... I forgot which grade I was in, but I remember playing it. Like in class, do you mm. remember this other game? It was like, oh, it was also a DOS game, but you had to like find keys and stuff. But it looked like one of those old like Atari games. Oh man, that sounds familiar, but I don't really know <clears throat> if I have. So, yeah, man, uh, but there was crazy. one game that I played the shit out of when I was on the on the computer, and it was a flying game called Aces Over the Pacific. And it was by a company, uh, you, I know you've heard this company, Nathan, uh, Sierra. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the, that's actually the, the, the company that had, that, uh, released the bundle of card games. I, no, that was Hoyle. Um, Sierra was the, was the company that had, um, that actually, I think Sierra they had. Teamed up, Sierra teamed up with Hoyle. Yeah, I think that's probably part of the reason why I remember them for that. But I remember them also having access to like the King's Quest line. Of yeah, they had that. Um, they had a whole bunch of flying games. They had a few. They had a whole bunch of war games too. Yeah, yeah, they were like the bomb on PCs for a while. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what happened to them. But after that, um, after and uh, then when we upgraded from where we had these floppy disks to disk. We had this disc that had like 100 games on it, including the original Duke Nukem, which was not a first-person shooter. But it also had um, Wolfenstein on it, which was a first-person shooter. And to be able to play the game, you had you you we had you had to stick it on a, in like this case thing to be able to put it into the computer. If you oh, okay. remember that, do you remember that? I think so. That uh, you had to put the CD inside the case and then put the case inside the the inside the computer for it to actually work. Yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah, we had that. So and there was a whole bunch of games on this that disc. I think one was like uh, Hugo's Adventure, which was like a text adventure, where to get the character to move, you had to like actual type in the the instructions for the character to follow to follow. Yeah. Um, I also had this game called Animals. Oh my gosh. You you picked an animal and you had to like go across the screen as the animal, but it was weird. I'd, I'd have to look it up and see what else. Uh, oh, Hellbender. Do you remember Hellbender? I don't think I ever played Hellbender. That was sort of like an aerial space combat game slash based exploration game where you were to explore the base inside your spaceship. Mm-hmm. Um... I actually was interviewed by my local the Daily Bulletin about video game video games and and young kids while I was playing that game too. Really? Yeah, I think my parents still have a few copies left. I'll have to 
Uh, I'll have to find out find if they have those copies left, and then I'll post pictures of them on the uh, Gamer News Radio website and the Facebook page. Sweet. But my first console, well, the first, what led up to our first console is that everyone was getting, you know, the Game Boys, but, you know, my family did not get us the Game Boy. Um, honestly, my first Nintendo project was a Game Boy. I never had the NES or the Super NES. I would have to go to my cousin's house to play that. Um, so, so our first handheld, which we got before our first console, was a Sega Game Gear. Oh, dude, you have one of those. That that battery guzzler. Oh God, yeah, dude, man. <laughs> we we had rechargeable batteries though, and we had oh the, that's cool. And we had the battery pack on it too. Nice. If you remember that battery pack, kind of looks like a modern day mouse. Yeah, I remember the battery pack. turned on, but then you also have to plug that in, too, to the wall. Dude, I remember the battery pack. I also remember the, the Sega Nomad, where it was, like, this attachment that you'd have, that you'd get for the, the, for the Game Gear that was apparently mm. supposed to let you play Genesis games on the go. I don't remember that. I don't, uh, remember, I don't remember playing it either. Like, one of my friends had it, and it just, like, he tried to demo it, and it didn't work at the time. Honestly, I mean, as probably as the, as the Game Boy was, I thought the, I thought the Game Gear was better because it was actual color. Mm-hmm. And uh, unfortunately, it didn't. You know, Sega didn't last that long in within the console world, at least. They're still releasing shit uh, Sonic games though, so they've got that going for them. Well, as long as they have their branding. Yeah. Hey, you now it also becomes. You now it's also now relevant. Now that GameStop's relevant. That one what, Sonic Sega? dude. No, that one Sonic dude that made his made a whole ruckus inside the GameStop about uh, Sonic's about um, Sonic's being the wrong color. Yeah, I, for some reason I want to say that's Chris Chan, but I don't think that's true. I think it... Chris Chan? I think it was Chris Chan, actually. Uh, you're Googling in it right now, aren't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah, I'm Googling it. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> and, uh... I'm right! What? I'm totally right! It was Chris Chan? It was Chris Chan. <laughs> the first thing that pops up on Google when you when you when you type in Chris Chan GameStop is a story. I'll go ahead and read it. On December 26th, Chris Chan maced a GameStop employee after trying to vandalize the Sonic Boom display. For those not in the know, Chris is a 32-year-old autistic man who cross-dresses. He hates Sonic Bum, but because Sonic's arms are blue compared to the flesh tone of the other Sonic releases. <laughs> oh my gosh gamers are very special people it's true and we are not all like this so don't you dare lump us together <laughs> <laughs> um so in the game on the game gear that i played the crap out of was actually the jurassic park game the game that i played the shit out of was actually the jurassic park game which actually back then Jurassic Park had some pretty legit games oh, that were yeah. actually pretty good because the SNES one was really good. The, the Sega Genesis had a really had a couple good ones too. Um, the one that I remember most about the Genesis is the one where you had the option of playing as a Velociraptor. Yeah, that was the one where you were saving the dinosaurs from mercenaries, right? I think so. Yeah, there because there was two there was two versions. There's that one, and then there was another one. I forgot about the other. I forgot what the other one was. I think the other one was actually based off the movie too. So after, so yeah, and I also had a 
uh, one of the Sonic the Hedgehogs on it games on. I think it was Sonic 2 on that as well. I forgot what other games I. Uh, oh wait, no, no, I did not have Echo to Dolphin. So after after a few years of having the Game Gear, we, me and my sister, finally got our first console, which was the Sega Genesis. Ooh. And that is uh, not bad to have. Oh my gosh, that was such a good system. Um, funny thing is, I actually had a Christian game on the Sega Genesis too. Yeah, I had a Christian game on the on the Nintendo. Actually, I had two of them. They, well, let me guess. Was it the Noah Arks game? No, it was um, it was Bible Adventures and Exodus. Okay, yeah, the the one I remember for the SNES because my neighbors had it was pretty much the Christian ripoff of Doom. Yep, I heard of that one. <laughs> it, no, it was Noah's Ark. Yeah, Super Noah's Ark. Yeah. Um, and so the the one I had, it was the Zelda ripoff of. <laughs> it was the Christian ripoff of Zelda. It was we called the Armor of God. Oh, okay, that one. Which literally, you, you know, you had to go get the Sword of God and stuff. And instead of uh, you know killing people, you're hitting them with the forgiveness and heart of God. I remember saving their souls. I think I played the crap out of the game, but unfortunately, the game didn't really have a good save mode, so I'd have to start from the beginning every fucking goddamn time. Yeah. Plus, the, all these games were like unlicensed, so yeah, you had to go to a Christian bookstore to go buy them. It's true. They're also like technically not. They weren't strictly speaking legal, if I remember correctly. At the very least, like Nintendo kind of had to crack down a bit on these, on a bunch of these. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they could corner the the computer market. No one really cares about the computer games, so you can get away with anything on that. It's true. Plus, you have <clears throat> an environment in which you can create your own games and be somewhat successful there. Yeah. Um, what else uh, games I had? Oh, Sonic the Hedgehog pinball, Sonic pinball. Oh, you had Sonic's pinball. Yes, I did. Dude, that yeah. game's awesome. Um, Frustrating as hell, but awesome. Yeah. Uh, there was this other one. Uh, it was uh, Strike Series, uh, Desert Strike, uh, Urban Strike, stuff like that. I don't oh, my gosh. Ones. It was I the helicopter game. Yeah. Yeah, I remember those. Oh, my gosh. I, I actually, on my PS3, I actually had a couple of the PS1 PS, 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 I had a couple of the PS1 <laughs> parts. Parts. Yeah, they had a nuclear strike on uh, PS4, PS3, which so I actually transfer, I ported it over to my PS3 because that was one of my favorite ones. And then, um, but no, yeah, so I had Desert Strike. Uh, I think I, I forgot the other one. Maybe it was Urban Strike or something like that. I don't remember. Um, let's see what else. Do you remember the Tiny Toons uh, game that they had on the? Sega Genesis. Did you have the Sega Genesis? I never had a Genesis. Oh, okay. And here you're talking like I thought you had a Sega Genesis. Well, we, dude, we rented this stuff. Like, oh back, yeah, back yeah. I forgot day. that you could rent back in the day. You could rent yeah, it. I never owned it, but I got to play some of it because I rented a, I rented some. Oh, okay. Uh, another one was this. Uh, was the? It was a uh, Tiny Tunes. Do you remember Tiny Tunes? Who doesn't remember Tiny Tunes, dude? Well, Come they on. sort of had like to? a. They had a sports game that had all sorts of sports like basketball, baseball, bowling. Uh, I remember else. hearing about that one. 
Oh my god, that game was so much fun. I loved that game a lot. It was like the, I guess you could call it the the original Mario Party because it came out before Mario Party, like years That's before fair. Mario Party in a way. Oh yeah, like they had the same the they had a different, well they had the same kind of concept as Mar- as what Mario Party would eventually become. Yeah, it was more like the oh it was more like that Olympic game, the Olympic sports game on the uh, SNES. Oh yeah. If you think about those. it, but with Tiny Toons, so it was more fun. Yeah. Um. Oh. Oh my God! I had the Sega Blaster. Oh, dude. You know the 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 gun for the Sega Genesis that had all the attachments to it. Yep. Yeah, I had that thing too, and I had the game that went with it. Oh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers game. That game was fucking hard as hell on the Sega Genesis. Fuck that shit. Oh yeah. I also think that you guys that the Genesis probably had the better port of the two. Wait, it what, did. Which, which type, which, uh, what kind of game was the Power Rangers one? Because I know uh, the one for SNES was like the walk around, like standard beat 'em up type. No, this was a fighting game. Uh, yeah, it was a fighting game. Oh wait, is this the one where you got like you got to you? It was like a two, sorry, like a one on one, uh, two D fighting game with the Zords. Yes. Yeah, SNES had that too. Oh, fuck that game. Fuck that game. That game. Sucked. That game is kind of like a bag of dicks. <laughs> not gonna, not gonna lie. <laughs> oh, it's Especially, a bag of dicks. It's a bag of dicks that you don't want to eat. Dude, that game. I'm gonna spoil it. I'm gonna spoil this for everybody right now. If you if you go if you if you ever go back and watch and play this game, <clears throat> you beat it and there's this tease where it's like play this game on hard mode for something special. So you beat it on hard mode, and what you get is a new character. From the from the Power Rangers movie back in the day, you get Ivan Ooze. The problem with Ivan Ooze is that once you get him, the game is completely broken from like the word go. Like all of his all of his moves are homing attacks, so you can't even you can barely block them. You can't even you can't ever dodge them, and he floats, so you can never trip him. Well, that just means you have to choose him before your friend friends do. Yep. Even like you're you're actually able to uh to choose the, the both of you are actually able to choose characters so you can fight at the same time as the same character. However, the hitboxes <clears throat> were crazy. Um, like basically whoever got the first hit can keep getting the first hit no matter what you do. <laughs> so if you get if you get hit once, it's all over. You never recover in time in, in in time enough. Oh, and by the way, as Ivan Ooze, you can't actually block. Oh my god! So if you pick this character and someone else got the first hit in as the same character, the fight's already over. That's kind of messed up. Very. Oh my god! Uh, trying to. Oh yeah, of course, of course, I had Mortal Kombat. Everyone had that one. If I remember correctly, that's the game that sparked off the ESRB. Yeah, uh, particularly the Genesis version, because the Genesis version didn't censor itself like the Nintendo version did. Yep. And you didn't need a damn code. Nope. Like you did for the Game Gear. The Game Gear had that code, I remember, because I used it once. (laughs) And, uh, oh, and my sister had a game, too. She had Echo the Dolphin. Oh, that game. Another game that's surprisingly frustrating as hell to play. It's true. Um, so after the Sega Genesis, I moved up to the PlayStation. So, oh, well, so now we're up to the PlayStation era. So what's your history with the PlayStation? 
my history with the PlayStation was that for I think the first couple of years, um, no, like the first year, I I didn't have. I'll take that back. For the first year or two, I don't exactly remember how long it took for me to get one, but I didn't have a, a memory card. <laughs> Which didn't matter oh. initially because I kept getting those um, those demo discs that you get from like Pizza Hut and stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember. So those. I play those to death. I finally get a game. Actually, no, I didn't finally get a game. The first time I remember, the first time I realized that this would be a problem, uh, was when I rented Final Fantasy VII and realized that I can't save it because I don't have a, a memory card. <laughs> well, my first my, my first introduction to demo disc. I was playing a demo of this, like, man, this game's fucking short. Uh-huh. I didn't realize that it was just one level. I didn't, the thing realize, about, that it, I didn't realize it was the whole game. Yeah, the thing about the, the demo discs that I have, I remember I remember two games specific, no, three games specifically from those demo discs. One was Spyro the Dragon. Yeah, uh, that, that one, Spyro the Dragon is a good game, though. It is a good game, but you only had, like, the first level of Spyro. You had um, Ninja... And then you had Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, that was pretty much the three that was on most demo disc. It's true. Oh shoot, I think you also had ah oh, gosh, what was it? What, what was it called? Um, there's another game that I just remembered. Um, ah damn it, it's gone. Never mind. I'll try to remember it later, but I just I don't remember what what it was called. Okay, so continue about your history of uh, PlayStation. Right, I played through some of Final Fantasy VII, got pretty far. And realized I couldn't turn it off. Uh, so I ended up just like leaving it on the whole night. And then had to leave it on when I went to school so I could keep going. Oh my and God. then of course I had to return it. So I was like, whatever. Um, but like I had a few games. I had Final Fantasy VII. Um, I'd eventually get like Final Fantasy VIII, Mega Man X4. I was really, I really liked the Mega Man games on, on the PS1. Um, I'd have to go through my, my whole library of PS1 games in order to tell you exactly what I had. And I don't want to do that right now. Mm-hmm. But I was I was very much an RPG kid, and I played some fighting games. Like one of my favorite fighting games of all time is still Bloody Roar Two. Which one? Bloody Roar Two. You ever you ever play that one? Oh yeah, who hasn't heard of Bloody Roar? Hey, sometimes you gotta ask. But yeah, like those games were like some of like the best games ever. Um, one of the actually one of my favorite games that I n- never ended up getting to to buy was Brave Fencer Musashi. It's like one of my favorite games ever. And that's sort of how I found out about how Final Fantasy VIII was, because it had it had a demo of the game on it. It was really interesting. Anyway, uh, I mainly played RPGs on the PS1, but I had that one for years, like well into the PS2 era. And I remember I graduated from high school, um, started going to college uh, in, I think, like 2004, and... When I started going, I just got straight A's all across the board. My mom was like, that's impressive. You did really well. I'm going to get you one thing. What would you like? And I found this ad in in uh, one of the magazines. Actually, no, it wasn't the magazine. It was like, I think it was like a paper or magazine. Anyway, it was this ad for, um, I think, half off, a P- the, uh, half off the cost of a PS2 mm-hmm. if you brought in that coupon. And it was a used PS2. So, so if, if you brought in that coupon with your PS1, you can get a PS2 used for half off. And I'm like, that's what I want. Oh, nice. 
and that's how I launched into the PS2 era. And good lord, that library is huge because that was also around the time I started working <laughs> at Block. Dude, that was around the time I started working for Blockbuster, and I started using my <laughs> my employee discount to buy a ton of games and movies. Oh my god, dude. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, my first. So yeah, after Sega Genesis for me, it was the um, we got the my parents bought me and my sister the ps1 i mean they bought me the ps1 my sister rarely ever played anyway <laughs> and um so my list of games was huge on that too i had the the gundam games if you remember those ones gundam battle assault which was the 2d fighters for the gundam series um then after that but the games that came with it was Twisted Metal, Crash Bandicoot, and Gran Turismo, all good games. Um, of course, I played classics like Ape Escape as well. Um, sort of got into Final Fantasy. I actually had the same problem with memory cards as you did, but I didn't I actually didn't get a memory card for like the first three years that I had my system. Oh, you too. <laughs> Oh my god, kids these days will not know that struggle. Seriously, like, buying a console and not having a way to save your progress ever? <laughs> Until you buy the memory card separately? That was a racket, dude. I know. I mean, and then, you know, was it 8 megabytes that you had to get? Was the standard? Um, that was for the PS2, if I remember correctly. Oh, right yeah. Here. PS1 yeah. had just, like, 15 blocks of memory. Oh, yeah. I and believe that. you me, there were some games out there that actually took the entire card to save. I like Final Fantasy. No, Final Fantasy, oddly enough, only took up one. It did? I think it was I think it was Myst, actually. Oh, my God. Like Myst was a ridiculous big game, but it was Myst was a fun game, too. I never played it. Really? You gotta play it. Yeah, my wife will, t- will make me do it at some point. Fuck that, I'll come over and make you do it. Yeah, she'd have an easier time of it at it. I actually found a copy of it for PC on um in, in a Goodwill. So I'm like, Miss Complete? Sure. What's it called? It was like the complete version of Mist. I think it was like Miss Complete or something. Oh wow. Well. And then um and so with with that, I mean I literally to beat uh uh Metal Gear Solid. I literally kept my machine on for about a week. And <laughs> surprised my uh surprised my PS my, my PlayStation did not overheat or burn down the house because of that. Dude, like sometimes you get you just have to wonder how did I not kill everybody I know? <laughs> and I had the PlayStation one up until I actually got into high school. So in showing our age gap, the uh, PlayStation 2 came out near the end of my junior high years. If I remember correctly, that's like 99, maybe 2000. I should look that up. 2001. Because I, gra- I graduated high school in 2006. Yeah, I would think I was a junior that year. I graduated in 2002. Oh my god, you make me feel old, dude. I mean, you make me feel young. That's what I meant to say. And I was so, going to say, how's that work? <laughs> Let's move into your next console, then. Right, next console, the PlayStation 2. Believe me when I tell you that we will be here all day 
if I went through all the games I played for that console. <laughs> Good lord. This is also firmly in my uh, wheelhouse of being a Square Enix fanboy. So, I, of course, I bought Final Fantasy X. Well, eventually. Um, it's also when I bought King- I first played Kingdom Hearts, which is actually one of the most interesting things I've ever, I've ever experienced at the time. One of my friends, who's actually way more into it than I was, I was initially on the on the end of the spectrum where I'm like, what, Disney and Final Fantasy? Er, that's going to be dumb. <laughs> so one of my friends was like, dude, he was, he, he, he was sleeping over. He's like, dude, I have the game. Sit down. Just play through the first couple of levels. And if you don't like it after that, I'll never bother you about it again. So I did it. And I'm like, just sitting there playing through it. He comes back and he's like, so how do you how do you feel about it? I'm like, shh, shh, shh no, go away. I was I was like into the, I was into this game like hardcore into this game, oh but that's God. not the only one I was that's not the only one I was into like um if you ever heard of a series called Drakengard that was another game that yeah, I yeah I've heard uh, of that one dude those games are dark yeah those games are dark as hell and I loved them all um so I was into those but I was also into like um like fighters uh I played. I played a bunch of them. Like Soul Calibur 2 was a good one. Um, Bloody War 3 and four, um, eh, 4 wasn't that great, but definitely Bloody War 3 was good. God, this is like part of when I was playing the most RPGs. So I'd pl- like I played a bunch. Like freaking, um, this is when I found out about and also played Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne. Mm-hmm. And didn't re- quite realize how incredibly hard that game actually is. Like, this game has no business being as hard as it is, but it is. So, um, oh, of course, I've played games like Devil May Cry, like 1, 2, and 3. My condolences to 2, because no one likes that game at all. Um, uh, played, like, Xenogears. No, not Xenogears. I played uh, Zen- uh, Xenosaga. I have I actually have Xenosaga 1 and 2, and I think I can... I can access a way to to play like Xenosaga three. No, I have someone who can I can borrow that one from. Never beat them because those games are extremely long and those cutscenes are even longer. Um, but yeah, I was mostly just an RPG dude on the on the PS two in the PS two era. I start I really started branching out in PS three. So my PS two started like I said back in the. Uh, uh, Actually, right when I graduated junior high, because I had saved my money up that entire year. And so, this is how old I am. For my junior high graduation, I decided to have dinner with my parents and grandparents and cousins at Claim Jumper. Back when Claim Jumper was good and worth eating. Yeah, it's not that great anymore. Yeah, it's a letdown. And so... While we were waiting on our food, I went across the parking lot to Circuit City <laughs> to go by. Dude, that's a marker of your age, dude. <laughs> <laughs> to go, yeah, not, to go you, not you, like, not you saying like what year you went to high school or, or some shit like that. It's like <laughs> I remember Circuit City. That's your that's your age marker. <laughs> For those of you who are too young to understand, Circuit City does not exist anymore. (laughs) 
My kid will never know the joy of Circuit City. He might not even know the joy of Best Buy by the time he's in high school. Because Best Buy is dodging. Know. I mean, Best Buy is dodging a few things, but you never know. It might survive. I don't think it will. Oh, my God. Like it, So, one of the games I really wanted to get for the PS2 when it first came out was a game series that's not even around anymore, and that's Armored Core, because I read, I read so much about the new one that had come out. I was like, man, I want that. If you remember Armored Core, they didn't really have any good Gundam games out back then, but Armored Core, you can make your own mech by, you know, you know with all the like the missile launchers and the guns and stuff like that. And, you know, back in high school, I was all mech. Like, no, yeah, in middle school and high school, you know, I was all mech, all anime, all hentai. That was, like, my three big things. And Harry Potter. Yeah, I think I was, like, <clears throat> half of those things. And specifically those halves, that, that particular half I was on was mechs and anime. Yeah, you're you're too good for hentai, dude. No, I'm not. Well, I am now, but <laughs> I wasn't back then. Oh, if we'd known that you were... And if I'd known you, known you back then, I would have scarred you with, uh, what's that one? Uh, Envy Hell Divided by Zero. Seen it. <clears throat> <laughs> At that time, you probably would have scarred <clears throat> me, but like by the time I actually caught it, nah. I survived the drinking, the Envy Hell Divided by Zero drinking game. Uh-oh. I didn't know there was a drinking game. I don't remember the drinking game. That's how good it was? Yes. <laughs> Um, so, as, and, as I keep going on and on about this, um, with, uh, when it came to, uh, Dark Cloud, I mean, yeah, Dark Cloud 1 and 2 were my games, my, my always go-to games on the, on the PS2. Those are, those are the games that I played the most. I, I played them so much that I barely remember any other games on the, on the PS2. And then, you know, and then eventually, actually, my PS2 actually crashed after a few years. I kind of transferred over to Xbox for a bit. Uh, you console trader. It was the first Xbox, the the only good one. You know, to be fair, there was some good stuff on that, on the Xbox. But, uh, so I had the Xbox for a few years, and, you know, they, they had a lot of good games on, on the original Xbox, I'd have to look it up. Look up the ones that I remember. Mm. I think well, I forgot the name of one. I play a lot. Um, of course, I played uh, uh, Fable, the first Fable. I never really got played the second or the third one. Of course, those came out on the later Xboxes, and I actually never got the latest later Xboxes after the Xbox, the original Xbox. Yeah, and then... I kind of lucked into getting uh, an Xbox 360. One of my friends was just giving away stuff because she just wanted to downsize. And she's like, hey, do you have a 360? I'm like, no. She's like, now you do. Oh, my God. that's uh, I paid 60 bucks for my original Xbox. And that's when they write, when that was when they first came out. Oh, yeah. I my uh, vet's son had broken up with his girlfriend and she'd given him one for his birthday. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and he decided to give it to me for free. And I was like, no, I'm going to pay you for that. <clears throat> and so, you know, and that's how I got that's how I got, got into Xbox. And then after Xbox, I went, I went back over to the I went back to the light, the light side. 
<laughs> I went back so to base, the right side of gaming. Based purely on console design, one would call the Xbox the light side and the PS and the PlayStation consoles the dark side, but we know the truth. Yeah, at least the, the PlayStation doesn't look like a brick. <laughs> True. Like, literally, the original Xbox looked like a box with an X on it. But at the very least, it didn't look like the uh, the prototype. Do you remember the prototype that they brought out? <clears throat> no, I don't remember the prototype. It's that thing that looked like a Chrome X. Like, the, the thing just, like, looked like an X with a green circle in the middle. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. I think we w- wish we could have forgotten about that one. Yeah, it was a little gaudy. No worse than the PS3, though. Or at least the boomerang that was the PS3 controller. Uh, I think both of them were Chrome, actually. Uh, Chrome-ish. I think this the uh, I think the PS3s was like silver, or like, it had some like some sort of like matte silver painting or something. Yeah, and then you know, and then and then you know, with uh, the PS3 also came my introduction to uh, what do you call it? Online gaming. I'd never done online gaming before that. I mean, I had tried with the PS2, but the PS2 was just too fucking slow. Seriously. Like, you, you, I tried it once. Like, I tried playing Killzone on the PS1 online one time. You mean the PS2? Sorry, yeah, the PS2. My bad. <laughs> numbers, dude. Come on. You know I'm not good. <laughs> but, like, that game... That game was... That game had problems... By itself, and then you try to throw an online component on that. Nah, dude, not yeah. smart. And then, uh, so when it came to the PS3, when did you get that? Gosh, I want to say like 2008 is when I picked up a PS3. Um, I remember I was I was working at a computer store, uh, making like a little bit over minimum. Um, actually, no, I take that back. I was making like 10 bucks an hour there, but I was like part time, so I didn't really pull in all that much. Um, and I remember like the first stimulus package that came in, uh, during those years where everybody got like four, like three or 400 bucks. Mm-hmm. I went straight to GameStop and bought a PS3 from them with that stimulus money. <laughs> Funny thing is the PlayStation three is the only console I've ever had that's broken down as many times as it had. Wait, the PlayStation I've had, three? like. Yeah, PlayStation 3. I've had like three different PlayStation 3s and they and with the exception of the one I have now, they have all broken down. Oh, wow. Yeah. Then again, they were they were all used consoles from GameStop, so I probably got what I paid for. <laughs> but like aside from the technical issues I had, like I remember the first game I had from uh from the PlayStation 3 was Devil May Cry 4. Oh, wow. Um, cause I was like, obviously like a big Devil May Cry fan by that point. Um, but then I also had like, I ended up getting a bunch of different stuff too. Like, uh, Platinum Games was like really big at the time. So I picked up, uh, that was the first time I played Uncharted. Um, I picked up, uh, Bayonetta and Vanquish. I, I have them both. They're both really good. Um, and this is, this is, again, this is the part where I started branching out a bunch. You got like Killzone 2, um, it eventually got Saints Row, like, 3 and 4. Um, gotta think, what else did I get? Um, this is also when I tried to play Sonic 06. 
And uh, yeah, that was the first time I ever had it. I, I bought this game. I went, bought this game, came home, played it for like, I want to say a half hour, and went straight back to GameStop to return it. That's how bad this game was. And I rarely ever go back and return games to GameStop because of how bad they are. Oh, wow. Uh, but I had like a, I had a more well-rounded experience with uh, with gaming. Um, like you, PlayStation 3 is the first time I ever played online, and I played online mostly with uh, I played online mostly with Killzone 2. Um, this is also the first time I ever experienced PlayStation Plus. Oh, oh, nice. Yeah, well, PlayStation Plus did come with PlayStation 3, so. It's true, but they also didn't, like, this was also during the time that they didn't mandate that you had to buy PlayStation Plus in order to play online. You could still just play online just whenever you wanted. Yeah, I, I remember that, too. And I actually, I uh, I did, uh, what do you call it, uh, buy, I still uh, subscribed because I wanted the free games each each month, too. Yeah, I didn't know how good that was until a friend uh called me over to just kind of hang out we were and we we're just hanging out playing some of the games and like he told me about playstation plus and he's like you know they give you free games every every month right i'm like i did not know this i think i'm gonna go try that out right now <laughs> oh i mean it's worth it though it really is the only problem is that like if you ever stop doing playstation plus you don't get access to those games anymore uh, well at least until you resubscribe yeah at least you don't lose total access, like where you can't even as you resubscribe, you don't lose it. Where you lose access, that would suck. That really would. I almost did that once too. Or at least I thought I did. I thought I almost did that once. Yeah, I, I thought I almost did that this week because uh, my when it did its auto payment, the payment didn't go through. Mm, right. So I was like, I got scared for a second, but. The payment went through like two days ago, and, it, and my games were all still there. I'm like, okay, that's good. <clears throat> so yeah, I also picked up. Um, good lord, I actually. Do you remember Metal Gear Solid Four? Who doesn't remember? You ever try playing that game on a CRV uh, on a CRT TV? Uh, oh my god, you were playing at work, weren't you? No, I was playing it at home. Like I, I ended up buying a PlayStation Three before I bought an HD TV. Oh. Oh, wait, I think you meant like a... Okay, no, no. I was actually playing... I was playing my PS3 on one of those TVs, actually. On uh, on one of the box TVs. Yeah. Yep. So, like, you play... Try playing a PlayStation 3 game on a box TV is not a good time. Yeah. Like, maybe, everything's blurry. I'd be like, man, these graphics... I mean, the graphics were okay, but they were not... They weren't great. They weren't great. And I was like, man, these graphics suck. This is supposed to be latest. But then I realized that I'm supposed to be playing on an HD TV. Yeah, and I eventually got an HD TV. And I think the first game I played on an HD TV with a PS3 was uh, Final Fantasy 13, which uh, I like. Y'all can eat me. I like that game. Which um, one? It's the Final Fantasy. Th people call it Final Hallway 13. Oh, that one. Okay. Yeah, I actually do like that game. Um, but I understand why people don't, and it's it's all legit. It's fine. Um, but that was the first time I actually really understood the uh, graphical power of the PS3 because I kept playing games 
on like a box TV instead of an HD unit. Even <laughs> in 720p, dude, these games are looked really nice at the time. Yeah, I uh, I forgot what I was. Yeah, I was playing on an on a, a box TV for a bit, and the only HD TV was either in the living room or in my parents' room. The person that cleaned our house, she bumped a cord, and they thought the TV was broken. Turns out it wasn't broken. So, but they already bought a brand new HD TV for their room. Oh man! And they and, just give it to you? Oh no, they moved it out to moved down to the den. Oh, okay. After the box TV. Uh, I actually didn't buy my first TV until I had bought a uh, PS4, actually. Uh, nice. So, so I guess I'll transfer into my final console that I that I have right now, which is my PS4. So, one of the main reasons I got the PS4 is because Fallout new the the Fallout 4, uh, Pip Boy edition. Mhm. Because I got lucky and I was able to pre-order one. Nice. The and uh, so then I realized. Okay, Oh crap! I just ordered a game for a system I do not have. <laughs> so better go get one. I so you know I was like okay you know what I got to go buy a PS4. You know what since I got since I'm buying a PS4 I might as well buy a brand new TV too. <laughs> and so that's how I got my PS4 and that's pretty much where I'm at now. My list of games I'm not gonna bother telling you what games I have because I've got like over 200 something games on purchased. Like on the PlayStation Network, and I don't. God, I think I have 180 something on my hard drive. Oh yeah, on, I'm on not my, even gonna my, go into that either. On my four terabyte, and that's not including the games that I have physical copies of. Yeah, I don't have much with regard to like. Well, if you compare my physical copies to my um to my digital copies, like there's no comparison even between the PS3 and PS4 games I have. Ah, uh, but dude, like freaking <laughs> things got insane when I got a PlayStation Plus account. Let's just let's just keep it there. <laughs> it's part of the reason why I'm able to stream as much as I as much as I do is because I have access to all of these games. Oh my gosh! But yeah, like you, uh, PlayStation Four. Actually, no, uh, I take that back. Um, PlayStation Four is one of my last consoles, if you count the PlayStation Four Pro. Mm-hmm. I ended up upgrading to uh, PS4 Pro once I had the money to do it um, and sold my PS4 coincidentally to my girlfriend who married <laughs> me, so is now my wife. So now we have a base model PS4 and a PlayStation 4 Pro oh my God. in the same house. It's kind of it's kind of funny. Anyway, so that's our history with gaming. So um, before we go, I gotta I actually have a podcast I need to shout out. The sh- I want to shout out to the Your New Best Friends podcast uh, run by Tabby and Mike. You guys got to check out this podcast. This podcast is absolutely amazing. If you don't have best friends, these guys will be your best friends. Because basically on the show, they're they're just talking to each other. Kind of like how Nathan and I are doing right now. Because Nathan is actually one of my best friends. I don't know if he knew that. Did you know that, Nathan? Uh, I try not to keep track. Okay, Dude, yeah. it, it makes – my head's big enough. I don't want to – I don't want to not be able to get through doors. Okay, Nathan, you are my you are one of my be- you are one of my best friends. And now I can't leave the office. My head's too big. I mean, you already you already have to duck to leave a door leave a room. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> now now you're gonna have to back out ass first, and we'll put the we'll get the Vaseline. Actually, what I what I actually <laughs> this is legit. I'm actually gonna tell you something legit. I actually 
um, in our apartment, I go through doors almost. You go through doors almost what? Almost sideways. Like, I turn my body sideways sometimes to get through some of the doors in the apartment. <laughs> I'm not even joking about this. My wife can tell you that if you ever see her again. Oh, I definitely will ask her this. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, so they just talk to each other. It just, it's just two people having a conversation, talking about childhood memories and stuff. It's, a, it's absolutely amazing. And when they're, when they're talking, you feel like you know these people. Sweet. Well, my and yeah, definitely. So yeah, that's my podcast shout out for today. Um, if you guys want to tell us about your video game history, send us uh, an email at gamernewsradiopodcast at gmail dot com. Also, you can hit us up on uh, on Instagram at Gamer News Radio, as well as Facebook as on Gamer News Radio. Uh, this is Drew and Nathan, and we're signing out. Oh, before we and before we oh. do, just so you guys know, we both uh, we both individually stream, uh, stream on Twitch. Yes, so if you yes, want to follow us there, um, you are. What's your Twitch handle? Uh, it, my Twitch handle is Fluffy McNutters. And mine is Corona Vash. Yeah. And also, we'll get we're, me, Vash. I mean, me and. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a throwback. <laughs> me, Nathan, and a few other streamers. We're actually going to be starting a Facebook group that will allow us to, you know, help out with other streamers and maybe, you know, collaborate with some people. I'm hoping I'm hoping to hook up with Nathan one day to. Uh, do you have uh, Crash Team Racing? I don't have Crash Team Racing, but you one of the games I got Racing. my eye on. I got my you eye need, on it. You need to get it so we can uh, do a dual stream where we can release our videos on YouTube as well of us playing together. Yeah, that'd I was, be fun. I was thinking maybe a Saint da- a Saint Saint Daddy a Saint Patty's Day uh, drinking game with Crash Team Racing. Oh, that's dangerous. Yeah, get you, me, see if we can get Eric on for that. What day is St. Patrick's Day this year? I have no idea. I'm calling off that day if I'm working. Was the 17th of March? Oh, it's a Wednesday. Well, you can call off at work. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yep. But, yeah, other than that, uh, we're signing out. We'll talk to you guys later. Peace out.